Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. Giancarlo Stanton in a postseason groove. Comfortable here on the West Coast. Want a home run derby here at Petco Park, oh. and he hammers that one. Stanton will watch it fly way out of here. Oh, my goodness. Giancarlo Stanton with a mammoth home run, and the Yankees are right back in it. It's a one-run game. Well, Brian, never said this before, and I've seen a lot of games in a booth and on a bench. Never seen a ball hit like that ever. Well, yeah, that's the call of Brian Anderson and Ron Darling last night. It was off uh, former State College Spike Tyler Glass now, but Glass now ended up being the winning pitcher anyway. Tampa Bay won its series tied at one game three tonight. Always pleased to be joined by the Hall of Famer John McClain from the Houston Chronicle, who, by the way, I, I, and I've always failed to mention this, was put into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame a year ago, and I never, like an idiot, didn't congratulate him for it. John, welcome. It's great to have you with us. Thank you very much, Steve. I appreciate you you acknowledging that. I, I, uh, I take great pride in it, and thank you. No, you're very welcome, and we always appreciate the time you give us. Um, Bill O'Brien's tenure is over with, but I thought you encapsulated everything perfectly. Everyone's talked about the blow-up with J.J. Watt and so forth. They said, look, the reason the Texans didn't win wasn't because of blow-up. The reason the Texans didn't win is because they're flat-out not playing good football. <laughs> It goes back to the second quarter of the divisional round playoff game at Kansas City, Steve, where they led 24 to nothing. And they blew that 24-0 lead. Bill had a fourth down fake punt that backfired that led to an easy touchdown, and the comeback was on. They got beat 51-31 after leading 24-0. They had beaten Buffalo the week before in a wild card round, and now Buffalo's 4-0 and the Texans are 0-4. They just kept playing worse. They had a difficult first three games. They didn't play well in losing, and then they played winless Minnesota at home Sunday. They had some fans here for the first time, and they just uh, didn't play well from the get-go. O'Brien took over the play calling for the first time since uh, Tim Kelly, the offensive coordinator, had been at Penn State with Bill. He had called him for the first three games, and Bill took it back, and it just didn't work. And owner Cal McNair told me, he said, we were going in the wrong direction. And he said, I thought we had to make a change because I still think we can win. You know, Brian was trying to win the AFC South for the fifth time in six years, but the team was going in the wrong direction. Last in rushing, last against the run, only team in the NFL hadn't forced a turnover. Deshaun Watson was uh, inconsistent. It just was not a good situation. O'Brien, so he's gone as coach and GM, and a lot of people say the general manager got the coach fired. And that's something we talked about before. Uh, we, you and I both know Bill can get mad. 
All right. So if there's two people in the face, we both we, we both know that. You and I have experienced it. All right. Uh, but that's not a surprise because back in Landover with Tom Brady, there was that blow up in the sideline. Uh, is coaching that – I mean, I know J.J. Watt holds no ill will toward Bill O'Brien and all this, but do you end up losing a team when, when something like that does happen? When a team's winning, they'll put up with a lot. And sure. Bill's t- infamous temper, He, it, it's like I tweeted today, Steve. I said, if you're in the personnel side of the organization and you have not been yelled at by Bill O'Brien, raise your hand. And then I made a few cracks about nobody raising her hand because <laughs> that's just Bill's personality. But when you're losing, it grates on people. You don't get the best out of them. Some people respond positively. Some didn't. Now, I don't think you lost the team because they went right down to the last play against Minnesota when what was called on the field a touchdown pass that would have put them a two-point conversion right. from tying and probably forcing overtime was overruled correctly by the replay. So um, that's what got him fired. And Bill blew up at coaches, players, staffers, media, everybody, because that's who he is. All right, so he did recommend, though, Romeo Cornell to take over. Uh, What kind of change in tone on an interim basis is this based on Romeo Cornell's personality and how respected he is by the players? Interim coaches never work out. Now, we had one workout in 1961 with the Oilers. They fired a coach five games into the season, went unbeaten, and won the championship. They, the Oilers made three more that didn't work. Wade Phillips replaced Gary Kubiak in 2013, went 0-3. So the odds are it's not going to work. But Romeo Cornell, who's got five Super Bowl rings, as an assistant coach, a position coach, and defensive coordinator. He's at the opposite end of the personality spectrum from O'Brien. I think that's what they need now. He's very respected, like I've seen Romeo raise his voice, and I've seen him chew people out on the practice field if they kept making the same mistake. But I think a calm, a calm personality is what this team needs right now. And then they're going to hire another coach and GM to come in after the season. And uh, the only thing I know is it'll be a offensive-oriented coach with a background of coaching a quarterback with Deshaun Watson's skill set. Which means my first name that I would think of if in describing that is Eric Bieniemy. That's the first one I tweeted out when Bill got fired. Is they ought to go straight to Kansas City? They played against the enemy twice last year, once this year. They know him well, and I would put him at the top of my list. Greg Roman, offensive coordinator at uh, Baltimore. Uh, Brian Dayball, offensive coordinator at Buffalo. Those guys are doing great jobs coaching their quarterbacks for among, teams that are among the best in the NFL. I'm not saying it'll be one of them, but uh, I, that, I believe that they will all get interviews unless they uh, go to another job first. But this is an attractive job, Steve. you got owners who are patient. Don yep. Capers lasted five years. Gary Kubiak almost eight. Bill O'Brien fired in his seventh year. They're not like Cleveland has four coaches in four years. <laughs> and you get Deshaun Watson and you get owners that pay a whole lot of money and they hire people and they pay them well and then get out of the way and let them do their jobs. You talked about Deshaun Watson. Where 
was the where was Deshaun Watson better at the end of the last season that he hasn't been able to recapture so far? Where is that? Consistency, game start to finish against Pittsburgh two weeks ago in Pittsburgh. He had two touchdown passes in the first quarter, and they led 21-17. Steelers made adjustments. Texan didn't do squat. Second half got beat 28-21. Sunday against Minnesota, offense was awful in the first half. Then he threw two touchdown passes in the second, and they closed the deficit to 31-23, and he almost threw a third one. The key now is to do it like he's been in the past and be able to put together an entire game. You mentioned Bill O'Brien. The, the GM may have gotten Bill O'Brien, the head coach, fired. We know about the moves that he's he's made. You know, obviously, money enters into it. I understand that. But what did it do to change the personality of the team with a couple of the moves he made? Well, the one that was the, the biggest was trading DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins was going to uh, wanted his contract redone with three years left. They weren't going to do it. They would have redone it with two. But he had been complaining about it for a year, and he wanted a $10 million raise that this year. And with Sean Watson, Laramie Tunsil, the inside linebacker, Zach Cunningham, outside linebacker Whitney Merciless, who led them in sacks last year, they all needed deals. So they weren't going to give him a $10 million raise this year. And they told him that. And and so he insisted, so they found somebody that would do it. Most teams weren't going to do it. That's why they couldn't get a number one pick. They didn't want to give a $10 million raise in a year to a player with three years left. Sets a bad precedent for other players, but the Cardinals had no problem with it, and they did it, and he's playing great. That doesn't help, even though the Cardinals have lost two in a row. They still started 2-0. and oh. And uh, so that was the big one. Would he have made a difference in winning? Not the first two games. Hopkins has been here for a lot of routes in which they lost. But the last two games were one-score games. Maybe he would have made a difference. Schedule early on was very tough for Houston. I mean, that, that goes without saying. But then they've got, they've got Jacksonville this week. Then who knows if they're playing the Titans or not, but they're scheduled in a couple weeks. Then Green Bay, but then Jacksonville again. What do you want to see out of this team, obviously besides winning, but what do you want to see out of them the next four games, especially considering how the schedule plays out? One of the things that's happened to them, they can't stop anybody, specifically can't stop the running game, so therefore the offense doesn't have the ball. Steve, this season in in four games, the longest the offense has had the ball is 25 minutes, 13 seconds. They're getting dominated in time of possession, and when you have that few of possessions, it's harder to score. Now, the offense is responsible for that, too. They can't convert on third down. Defense can't stop on third down. So that's something that they need to even up the time of possession. Last year, they had more than 30-minute average a game. They need to get back to that. So uh, they should beat Jacksonville, but they should have beaten Minnesota. Vikings' defense was terrible coming in. Kirk Cousins had five touchdowns, six interceptions. He left here with a 127 rating. Two touchdowns, no interceptions, and they just got steamrolled by the running game. So uh, I don't think I don't know that they can play a lot better. Although on defense, offense, they can play a whole lot better, more consistently. And I look for Tim Kelly, uh, who's in his second year as offensive coordinator, was O'Brien's GA at uh, Penn State. With Bill gone, and not looming large over the game plan and the play calling. If we're going to see a difference with Tim Kelly than we saw for the first three games when O'Brien 
was uh, still overseeing the play calling. Yeah, I'm anxious to see what Tim can do with that. John, I really appreciate your time a lot, as always. Terrific. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Stay healthy, okay? Thank you very much, Steve. You too. Appreciate it. John McClain, Houston Chronicle. Uh, final half hour, Scott Allen, Washington Post on the Redskins changing quarterbacks as they've gone to Otto Graham. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Kyle Allen. Did I get the right guy? <laughs> All right, as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. All right. Scott Allen, final half hour. Uh, The Washington football team has decided that Kyle Allen will be their starting quarterback. We'll get into that. They were thinking about Nick Anderson, the Tampa Bay Rays pitcher, but uh, he's working right now. All right, so let's uh, go to Randy in Danville. Randy, how are you today? I am very well, Steve. I really enjoy the show. Uh, it's it's not only entertaining, but I really learn a lot from you. Well, I appreciate now, that. And most of it's made up, but I appreciate that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like Fran Fisher said, and some of it's true. <laughs> <laughs> some of it's true. What? You get two games. <laughs> Fran used to say you get two games for the price of one. This is Fran saying it. Not me. He'd say the one you're watching and the one I'm broadcasting. I loved Fran. Oh my God. Oh. Anyway, I miss I miss your calls on Saturday. Uh, that's that's a, a you know a fall a fall special time for me. You and Jack there calling the games, and I I miss it. And uh, I know it's coming you know, near the end of the month. But I wanted to tell you, Steve, you were talking a few moments about Lambeau Field and the way the team is owned and everything. Right. I I go out, I have friends in Wausau, and it's a two two to three hour trip to uh, Green Bay from Wausau, pretty much due east. And uh, they, last year when I was there, it's at this time that I go out, but because of the COVID thing, I couldn't go out this year. They um, uh, <clears throat> Bob, his name's Bob. He, he said, "Do you want to go to see the Packers play?" I said, Are "You kidding?" Yeah, Packers at Lambeau, you know. And and so we went. There was four of us. It was Bob and his wife, and uh, 
and, and, a, and a, a good friend, mutual, mutual friend of ours. We got there, and when you go, you park, you park away from the state. You know, we didn't park in the stadium parking lots. They were already full. We parked in somebody's yard. Yes. About six, seven blocks away, and the, the farther away from the stadium, the cheaper the parking <laughs> area is. Yes. I think we paid twenty twenty dollars for a guy's uh, space in his yard. So we walk, we walk there. It's just like going to a high school game. You know, that's the yep. feeling you get. You get there, and the whole complex is just not football. It's just the whole experience. And you go in, and it's just a buzz with activity. And the, we went into the store, and you could hardly, you could hardly uh, move around in there. And finally, uh, you get in there, and and you, you get to see the, the the walls and all the pictures, and and then you get to know how the field is treated. You know, they have special lighting where they grow grass during the harsh winters out there. Oh. Uh, it's just a real special place, and I just wanted to. I really enjoyed you mentioning Lambeau and, and and the stadium and all that makes it up. I really wanted to share that with you and with the audience today. Uh, I really appreciate you did, Randy, because I've been there once. So when yeah. I was there, as I mentioned, uh, my friend Ed Russell, his in-laws live, I think, about a mile, mile and a half from the from Lambeau Field. And they've been stockholders. In fact, Ed and Mickey yeah. also have a share of stock, which they have framed in their in their house here in State College. Yeah. So I'd done the Penn State-Northwestern game, the one where Derek Williams caught the touchdown pass from Michael Robinson at the end of the game. And so okay. from there, a group of us drove up, and then we went to the Packers Hall of Fame. We then went to the store, right? And yeah. then went to the game. We had seats up in a box, and then... Two weeks later, I got a call from Wayne Larravee, the Packers play-by-play guy. He says, I was told you were here. I said, yeah. He says, why didn't you tell me? I said, I'm sorry, Wayne. I said, I apologize. I said, I'm not going to go into the booth and bug you. Uh, but And I went out to City Stadium, which is now a high school field. Right? Yep. And I got the whole, like you, Randy, I, I took in the whole experience because I think it's yeah. something, if you if you love sports, I've never gone to Augusta National. To me, uh-huh. like that's the equivalent of in pro football. To me, that's Augusta National, Lambeau Field. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I was in the Army in the early 70s, uh, it was at Fort Gordon, Georgia, which is near Augusta. And yeah. one of one of the buddies I had down there, Said, do you want to go to Augusta National to the Masters? And I had no idea how big that thing, how, how what an iconic place and 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 event it was. And I said, no, I just treated it like not going to the PX or something. I wish I would have went now, oh, but I had my chance and I blew it. I know. Oh, Randy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Jack and I were going to go down. Mm, this had to be five years ago. And the person whose plane we were going to go down on the plane had mechanical, and we couldn't do it. So, yeah. some some at some point we will. But the Packers, the NFL yeah. had threatened them in the fifties, saying, "You don't build a new stadium, you're moving to Milwaukee." Oh, and so they put it. They put that? it on this. This is in the fifties. They put it on the ballot there, and nearly seventy-one percent of the people voted for the bond issue. Yeah. 
to build Lambeau Field. I think it was originally built was like thirty two thousand. Then in the sixties they got it to fifty thousand. They finally paid off that bond issue in nineteen seventy eight. Right, so uh, it was worth every penny. And the Packers used to split their games between Milwaukee and Green Bay. Used to play yeah. when they went to a sixteen game schedule, five in Green Bay, three in Milwaukee. They finally said we're the Green Bay Packers. We're going to play there the yeah. entire time. Yeah, so, yeah. Great every pa- every every household out there. Now this this might be uh, <clears throat> this might be uh, uh, and global, but. I, I, I get the feeling that every household out there is a Packer household. There's yes. no Eagle Steelers split out there. You know, there's there, it's Packer or nothing. And every everywhere you go, there's Packer uh, flags and and banners and so forth. And it's it's really a huge loyal fan fan base. Well, it's interesting. Randy did a great job. I thought of painting the picture of Green Bay. Where to park? About being a college, you know, how college feel, the walkover, yeah. everything. Beautiful job of painting the picture, Randy. Thanks so much for the call. Well, that was a fun call. That was a lot of fun. We always get great callers, but I enjoy that was to me that was one of those fun ones. Like above all, like really fun. Kind of waxing poetic about something that we both really enjoyed experiencing. All right. We'll change from that to Kyle Allen is the starting quarterback in Washington. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great pre-owned inventory. Fabulous sales staff, great service department. He combined it into one incredible dealership, uh, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Tell you, Randy's call made my day. I had, I had such a good time talking about that. I was. That it was way, awesome. That, that, that was just fun. That was just fun. It was like I thought the way he painted the picture of green, game day in Green Bay was perfect. And I can say that because I've experienced it. And as he was describing, I'm thinking, "Yep, that's what I. That's what I lived." I need to get there what, sometime. Yeah, it really is. It was. It was great. Did I ever tell you the story, though, about the first part where it was uh, Ed Russell, Mike Drenning, Ray Caravan? So they go out to the Northwestern game. Michael Robinson hits the big pass over the middle to Isaac Smolko. And then Derek Williams' first career touchdown wins the game. Huge win in 2005 for Penn State. Well, it's in the fourth quarter, it's raining. So these guys tell me, hey, look, when you're done with the broadcast, meet us down here, boom, we'll drive up to Green Bay together. Great. That's why I remember when the all the terrible stuff was happening in Kenosha, I said, yeah, I've been to Kenosha. Well, it was on that trip because we stopped there. Had to get something to eat. Right? So I go out there to meet them. They aren't there. <laughs> So I'm standing under a canopy 
That's the entrance to the Northwestern locker room. (laughs) And the coach was Randy Walker, who unfortunately passed away um, within a year after this. And the two of us are just standing there, so whatever. He chit-chats with me, I chit-chat with him, whatever. So finally these guys come over, and I said, okay, I've been standing here for 45 minutes. I said, I said, I said I'm just curious. I'm not mad. Where were you? Oh, we went over to Dominic's to pick up some food. I said, you, oh, couldn't no. have wait, you couldn't have waited for me and then gone to Dominic's? That's a violation. I said, it's raining. I said, this is not a beautiful fall day in Evanston. That's messed <laughs> up. And we were laughing about. It. Look, I was, you know me. I was laughing about it. I said, "Really? <laughs> you went to you went to Dominic's?" <laughs> I said, said, "Did you get anything for me at Dominic's?" No. Ah, oh, well, that's you see. There you go. Even a bigger uh, violation. Oh no! It's it, 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 see. This is what happens when you're influenced by the suit in your life. <laughs> You say you start then losing all perspective on what what's fair and what's right. I said I just did a game for five hours. You know, I said I could use food. That's why we stopped in Kenosha. <laughs> I said I'm hungry. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. But I laughed about it in the car the second it happened. I was kidding around with them, and they knew it too. You know, and they so they're giving it back to me. You know what I mean? It was a lot of back and forth. They're you know they're jabbing me, and I was I'm kidding with them because we were all you know, Penn State won. We're all in a good mood. Everybody's having a good time. We're going up to Green Bay. It's like this is un, you know like we are the anticipation of this is an unbelievable trip. So believe me. Okay, there wasn't a crossword by anybody because we're all just you know so we're just kidding with each other. I said, you went I said, it's raining. Yeah, yeah, we noticed that. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> All right. All right. The uh, Washington football team is making a quarterback change. And not only that, it's dramatic. Dwayne Haskins goes from being the starter to being the designated third quarterback, which means the only way he could play in the game this weekend is if the first stringer, Kyle Allen, gets banged up and can't play, and if the second stringer, which I think is big news, Alex Smith, gets banged up and then he can't play. If they're both out, then Haskins is allowed to play. That's where it is. So with that, we bring in Scott Allen, Washington Post. Scott, it's always great to have you with us. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks a lot for having me, Steve. Good to be here. All right, Scott. So uh, let's start with this. Uh, Ron Rivera would know a lot more about Kyle Allen than he would about Dwayne Haskins. At least he would have back uh, before the season began. Yep. Being one and three and what a half game out of first place does that play a role in making a change? Yeah, I think it definitely did. I was listening to some of uh, Rivera's news conference, his first comments since the the switch was announced uh, just before coming on, and he basically said, you know, if there was a 4-0 team or a 3-1 team in this division, he might not be making the move now. But he feels like with with four games against NFC East or NFC teams coming up, three of them within the division, he feels like being a half game out that he has a chance to you know make up some ground here and. You know, he thinks, based on Kyle Allen's familiarity with the system, which you which you referenced, that 
Kyle Allen right now gives this team a better chance to win and, and make up that ground than Dwayne Haskins. What's interesting, though, is the is Haskins' QBR is 30.8. I think I'm pretty close. Mm-hmm. Last year, Kyle Allen with Carolina, his QBR, and I think he went, what, 5-7 and seven as a starter? That's right. Right. Was thirty eight point two? Yeah, so not not too far off. <laughs> I'm not talking about dramatic difference, but you know, but let me ask this question: because he at least has some feel for Kyle Allen, yeah. is there potentially a, a greater level of trust because he knows him better? I think there's. I think there clearly is. Um, I think if. I guess I think that Rivera went into this season, you know, it was it was such a weird off season with limited time for him to to have one on one with Dwayne Haskins, to have Haskins get familiar with this system, his second one in in two years in the pros, right? Um he at least wanted to give Haskins a chance. And he it was kinda weird the first few games he talked about afterwards. You know, he would Rivera would be asked, well, why didn't you use any of your remaining timeouts with, you know, seven minutes left in a two-score game when every other NFL coach um, in history would, would do this? It was so weird. And, and Rivera would repeatedly say, you know, I'm trying to protect my players. This is about development. Basically saying that he was treating the first four games like, like a preseason. Um, and, and now all of a sudden, again, I think because – because of the way the NFC East has looked through four weeks, he's he's done with the preseason. He's ready to try to win now, and and yeah, he does think that that familiarity with, with Kyle Allen and and Scott Turner as offensive coordinator, um, he just thinks that Haskins hasn't hasn't grasped enough for them to open up the offense the way that they'd like to. Does anybody really know where Alex Smith is right now in in his rebirth? Well, he's he's close enough to to being he is game ready. If they're yeah. if they're not only did they you know bench Haskins for right. for Kyle, they're taking him to number three. Yeah, which so, means he which means he can't play unless Allen and Smith both go down. Right. So so Smith right now, um, you know he was he was he a lot of people out of practice I think thought that Smith, you know while he may not have been a hundred percent during. Uh, the, the limited training camp was looked the best of of the three QBs, which is which is just remarkable. Um, obviously, he doesn't have quite the same familiarity with this offense as, as Kyle Allen. But yeah, if if something happens against the Rams, and especially against the Rams with this offensive line going against Aaron Donald, it's not with it. It's certainly within the realm of possibility that that Alex Smith will be called upon on Sunday, which is which is another crazy storyline to come out of all. Let's take the quarterback out of it for a moment. I know it's yeah. difficult to do in the NFL because it <laughs> so much revolves around it. Do they have elements of this team that that are good enough to help them win a division if they can somehow solve the quarterback deal? Yeah, I think offensively the answer is no right now, even though right. I mean you have what looks like a future star. Or he's already a star, but a, a long-term answer at wide receiver in Terry McLaurin. Yeah. I think he's the brightest part of this offense. Um, they really like what they've seen from this rookie running back, Antonio Gibson, mm-hmm. who had his best game against the Ravens. He's a guy that they can you know, send out wide, have catch passes out of the backfield, run up the middle. Uh, he's been he's been great. 
But outside of those two on offense, uh, there's really not much. Now, the strength of this team, and everyone said coming into the season the only way that this team was going to be competitive was if the defensive line, which was which was already solid last year right. and got better with drafting Chase Young, if they, you know, if they were one of the best units in the league. And, and you know, for the first three weeks they were. They had eight sacks in the opening season opening win against the Eagles. Chase Young goes down. They lose Matt Ioannidis for the season. All of a sudden, that's a, still a good unit with some good depth, but they're not, you know, necessarily top of the league. So things have kind of fallen apart here in terms of their best laid plans to, to compete. Um, and yet the way the situation the NFC East is in, they feel like they still have a chance. Yeah, obviously McLaurin's a guy into in broadcasting the Penn State Ohio State games. Saw mm-hmm. him play. I did the Cotton Bowl, so I saw Gibson play, and I saw a lot of Chase Young, Scott. Saw just just enough to make me say, you know what? I think you're ready for the draft. Uh, so, <laughs> I know you don't want any unsolicited advice, but yeah. <laughs> uh, when, when Chase Young has played, has he looked like the second overall pick? I think he has. I mean, he had two and a half sacks in the in the first uh, three games. Yep. Um, disruptive when even when he wasn't, you know, getting to the quarterback. He was one of the one of the few bright spots through through three weeks and really two and a half games. He went down in the, in the first half against Cleveland and, and didn't play last week against the Ravens. He, I don't think he was practicing today. Um, so we'll see if he can go against the Rams. But yeah, I think that is. It's it's I mean it's way too early to say right if he's going to yeah. quite live up to the hype the, the hype was incredible people mm-hmm. talking about him possibly breaking Javon Curse's rookie sack record and, mm. and speculating about that but um, yeah no he he was not the problem through right. through two and a half games and I think everyone has has left him here so far uh, let me ask you about one other guy I got to ask you about Troy Apke uh, yeah and, and it, because obviously he was able to win this job during the course of the preseason a lot of people yep. here think the world of him what do you think of him yeah he struggled a bit through the the first mm-hmm. few games and you know they've they played some really tough quarterbacks to, to yes. match up against in two of these four games in Kyler Murray and and Lamar Jackson and you know Kyler Murray and Jackson he they both made Apke look foolish on on running plays he's gotten beat a few times um as well uh he did make a he had a nice pass breakup against the Ravens I think that this past game was was one of his better of the first four but yeah that whole secondary really has struggled I think the bigger problem back there has been Landon Collins who you know they signed to this incredible yes. contract and yep. he's making a lot more than Troy Apke and has has struggled just as much I would say through through four games uh, all right so let's uh, the schedule uh, what was it Philadelphia they're down they came back all right yeah. that's a, that's a good opener then what was it Arizona I think they had to go out At there. Arizona yep. and, down and then, lost. then Kaskins threw the three picks against Cleveland then right. it's Baltimore so it hasn't right. exactly been the easiest Road for an offense based based on who they're playing. Now, as you mentioned, they got the Rams, but after that, they got two with the Giants. Yeah, right. You know, in this whole thing, then there's the Cowboys in there. And I think the Bengals are in there. Does that sound right? Yep, they play right. the Bengals. So, they got the Lions. Yep. Is this the window of opportunity right here coming up once they somehow get through this one? Yeah, it, it is, and, and Rivera kind of said as much on 
on his uh, his press conference, his Zoom call today, um, he he basically said that you know maybe he expected or he hoped that Haskins would go two and two through these first four games, and if he had, he probably wouldn't have made this switch. And again, if if the Cowboys are sitting at four and zero, or one of these teams is sitting at three and one, maybe he he rides it out a little bit longer with Haskins. But yeah, there is an opportunity there. The Rams will be tough. Um, but that Cowboys defense, I mean, as, as you know, has been dreadful this year. And then, and then two against the Giants, those are two winnable games. I, I guess I just, I, I'm still having a hard time reconciling the, the attitude um, and the actions from Rivera in these first four games where his, his clock management and strategy has said, I care more about development than winning. And now all of a sudden that, your half game out in the division through four weeks. Now you decide, okay, winning is everything this year. Win now. Um, that, that to me is weird. And, and also just as we've talked about it, it's just not a, a clear upgrade in my mind, even with Kyle Allen's familiarity with the system to, to make the switch. Now. Well, I know they're not in the stands, but I mean, how, how are the fans reacting? Because you're going to get enough reaction when you write an article about what's going yeah. on. That's just the way today's society is. So in the, what's the reaction been from fans like, well, we're using the first four games essentially to develop what's going on? <laughs> so, you know, surprisingly, I wrote about how frustrating I found his timeout usage um, before the Ravens game. I said, this is ridiculous like coaches just don't come out here and say i'm basically conceding the game in the fourth quarter i'm not even going to try to win and and what do your players possibly think of that you know on the sideline that you know you've got veterans on this team who don't have many years left and they appreciate the the need to to build a winner but it's the nfl like you can go from worst to first it happens you know you should be trying to win these games surprisingly though I was shocked by how many fans were kind of okay with this idea that, look, you know it's going to be a long rebuild. They brought Rivera in to do it his way, and Ron, we trust. You know, we're we're going to let him take a few years to get this right because they've had so many – this franchise has had so many attempted quick fixes that have failed. You know, Mike Shanahan, Jay Gruden's tenure was a disaster. When they kind of cleaned house, got rid of Bruce Allen – there was so much trust in Ron Rivera to let him do his thing. So to even question what he was doing was people were criticizing me. Um, but today I got to say a lot of people are like, well, here we go again. What is, what is he doing? Where's this development that he talked about? Why is he making this switch now? So I think the fans are a little bit confused more so today than they were before. Scott, there's nothing that screams more. We're trying to win now. Them inserting Kyle Allen in a quarterback. That I mean, if, if anything screams to the world, we want to win now. We're starting Kyle Allen. <laughs> that doesn't. That's right. That, that's the most absurd thing here. Oh my goodness! All right. Well, appreciate the time very much. We're no closer to a nickname, so there's still the Washington Football Club. Uh, that's right. Thanks a lot. That's uh, Scott Allen, Washington Post. Yeah. Last time I saw something scream out at me is like, Davey Garcia is our starting pitcher in the playoffs. <laughs> Just not. My head hurts we'll come after back. that one. My, <laughs> we'll come back, wrap it up in a moment. On News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. 
Well, let's get everybody up to date on the uh, baseball playoffs as we close out here. The uh, Braves, of course, are playing the Marlins. That game's now in the top of the ninth inning. The Braves have a 2-0 lead. And it's home runs. It's Travis Darnot, the former Williamsport crosscutter, and Ronald Acuna Jr. have homered in this game. And the uh, and Mark Melanson's on trying to close it out. Oakland at the end of four leads Houston three to two. Oakland's trying to stay alive. Down two games to none. And uh, Olson, Kana, and uh, Lestella have all homered. Meanwhile, Jose Altuve is homered for Houston. So it's 3-2 A's, top half of the fifth inning. Oh, ESPN's got this really cute thing like win probability. Okay, delete. There we go. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not big into stupid stuff. (laughs) Just not big into stupid stuff. Win probability. That, yeah, stupid. All right. Let's see. What's the win probability for the Marlins? Ooh, very low. 90. Wow. So there you are. Win probability. It's two outs in the top of the ninth inning. It just doesn't look good. Uh, Ian Anderson of the Braves struck out. 17 hitters over his first two career postseason appearances. That's pretty darn good. Dansby Swanson, Travis Darno have, I think I said Acuna homered. It's actually uh, Darno and Dansby Swanson homered. Swanson's was in the second, Darno's was in the fourth. The Yankees play tonight. Tension mounts in the Catrillo household. <laughs> I feel good about this game tonight, though. 